We're live. Somebody calling me? Oh. Jesus, fuck. Every time, dude. It's like a, it's a, it's a full reset every time I do that. I just say the reset. I, I kind of don't. You don't, dude. I feel like every time I, I do that, it's mm-hmm. just like a full, like, okay, we're back to reality. Mm-hmm. Like, smack out of it. It takes me to another dimension, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, I it's mean, an incredible feeling. Though. I mean, full reset. Uh, the people who are listening from, you know, Diana, Sean, Isaac, I wonder if Isaac, I think Darnell's listening, uh, Chris. Um, they know what a full reset is. I want to thank them for showing you that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's, 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 it, uh, oh, fuck. I got to lower the microphone because that shit was way too loud. But, um, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely nuts. And it's something that I like doing. I like doing a little too you much. Do, yeah. You did so many last time. Yeah, I did. We yeah, went I through feel like, like, you spent, I feel like it was like almost half that box that you almost have oh yeah 100 like, yeah. it was definitely a um i don't even know how many I went through but me and zay is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't want to say her name but me and her we did a, a lot I, i'm surprised she did as much as like she was gone but she's done them before mm. yeah yeah but yeah anyways we're back and again then i had a really bad trip yeah, yeah with uh oh, marijuana overdose yeah. first one ever <laughs> <laughs> dude it was I guess I talked to Zaley or I talked. Yeah, I, I don't think she'll mind. Yeah. I, I talked to Zaley about it, and basically it was because the first day I took, mm-hmm. I didn't know you were supposed to take like little hits, like, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. It was like long because I didn't know how to do it. Cause I'm not. Or do went... that much. Yeah, and that got me really fucked up. Yeah. But I'm also really lightweight with weed, which kind of mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. So then I went. I was like, when I do weed, I get really quiet. Yeah. And I I don't know if you noticed that night or not, and then. Um, when everybody went to sleep, I went upstairs. I was really emotional that night too, for some reason. Like really? I don't know. Yeah, and I never really get emotional with weed, but I guess that night I really did. And then I was also like hearing voices, and it was just a bad trip. Yeah, you yeah. just probably got a little too high. Yeah, that, that happens occasionally. I yeah. I, I try to tell you get in the shower, take mm-hmm. a cold shower. I mean that yeah. sobered me up a lot, but it's I mean I didn't smoke though, but like it, when I used to smoke, I'm saying it, yeah. it would sober me up a lot. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, I think I, I like think you get like me though when when you get a little tipsy, you get confident. Yeah, come yeah. On, let me hit this oh. shit. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, what? I thought you meant like alcohol tipsy. I'm like, yeah, I do get confident. Like, no, you do. Oh, you definitely do yeah. get confident. Yeah, I mean, I'm confident overall, and mm. then my alcohol just like, I don't think I. I feel like when I get drunk, I, I don't get conf, more confident. I feel like I get more loving. I get more. I feel like I'm confident with like people I'm around with, like close mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in a group setting, like a social setting, I'm not really that confident because like, I get like social anxiety. Mm-hmm. But when alcohol is in my system, I just talk to anyone. So I, I like growing that aspect when I, when alcohol is in my system. Mm, yeah, I'm, super, I'm like that just in general. Yeah. So it's like... Like you're good at talking to people, like a lot of people. I mean, I, I dude, I spent two... It's so nuts to me. Two and a half hours on the phone. And then, and that was like, the first time I've done that in forever. Like I don't even do that with my family anymore. <laughs> But it was really nice. It was a really nice conversation. Um, but then I came upstairs, and then I was talking to your friends about mushrooms, about yeah. health and wealth and everything. And Dude, I'm like, they were so intrigued by that conversation. I'm I'm glad. I I, yeah. I, I, I gotta really take it back a notch though, because I feel like I do talk a lot, and I just don't want someone to be overwhelmed by my talking. Um, even though I think I, I think I'm very good at understanding the social cues. Yeah. Uh, when somebody is not interested in the conversation or whatever, but um. 
I don't know. I didn't know if they. I mean, they, they kept it asking questions. So yeah. yeah, they were really intrigued about it. I was talking to them about like, um, like how uh, acid works and how shrooms works. How, uh, what is it? You're like next subject. <laughs> yeah, next drug. It was MDMA, like drugs um, ecstasy versus Molly. Professor Covillo. Professor Covillo, drug enthusiast. Is it the word? Yeah. Have you seen um that Hulu show? Um, something enthusiast. Or it's uh it's something where the guy yeah. tries a bunch of drugs. I haven't seen it, but I heard of it. Dude, it's so good. There's one where they talk about uh it's DMT, but five meo DMT, mm. which is the one that is uh on the toad. So there's they they have these toads, right? And you I think you lick them or something, or you extract it from them, or whatever. Mm. You extract the five meo DMT, but they're capturing these toads. I think it's a toad, right? It's a toad or a frog, um, and they're capturing these toads and they're like basically enslaving them, pretty much. But he was trying to pursue these people to try. Maybe not sleeping. I may get this whole thing wrong. But basically, they were capturing this, this toast. I know they were capturing them. Um, but he was suggesting to get the synthetic version of the the um, the man-made version instead of you know capturing this toast. And people were saying that like you know is there a difference between the highs like either the natural way you getting it or a man-made version? I personally think there is no difference. Hmm. I have not tried it, but. It's also to a psychological effect, so that's where I kind of leeway on the natural because if you're going into it knowing that this is the natural way mm. of how you're doing it, you might be more secure about it or something yeah. versus a you know a man-made kind of uh, aspect to it. Not necessarily all man-made, but like they make it you know however the fuck they make it. Yeah, it might so, have like a more like negative connotation to it. Exactly. To... And the, my my issue is like with LSD. Because LSD is a man-made uh, hallucinogenic drug. And it's like, LSD lasts for so goddamn long. But I also know LSD and psilocybin mushrooms are very different. Mm. And when it comes down to it, I think I'd much rather prefer psilocybin mushrooms rather than LSD. Prefer because it is natural. Because it's something of a... It it's comes from the earth. So I just feel like it's something that was made for us. Regardless, yeah. I, I'm gonna go on my. I don't want to go on my mushroom rant. Yada yada yada. <laughs> but um, again, I'm gonna say this one thousand times over again. Please, make sure you're taking your drugs safely. Uh, we are not trying to promote drugs. We're not trying to do any of that. Just please, don't be a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what happened. Responsibility. Responsibility. Um, but I think this this podcast. Sorry, I feel I feel loopy. I think a little bit. Me too. <laughs> just I we, think the caffeine and the thing that we did before. Yeah, earlier, yeah. It just kind of looped us out. Yeah, like, I didn't know caffeine and that like mix. I mean, it's still I'm still fine. I think the caffeine's yeah. boosting me back up, but I feel loopy too. I know you felt that way too. I thought it was just me. No, no, I felt a little loopy, but yeah. I'm trying to check this caffeine. I'm surprised you didn't. Did you even drink all yours? I'm almost done. Just two guys drinking some coffee, sitting on a podcast. At midnight. At midnight. No, at fucking one. Thirty one. <laughs> yeah, it's already fucking Holy one. Holy shit. Um, but and we were gonna have like a little therapy session today. Yes, it's the theme of this podcast. Because we wanted to get deep, real deep, in the gay way. No I'm kidding. <laughs> you got <a> bottom. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is the bottom type man? Bottom is we're getting fucked, right? Did you pass me like three times? I know. I, I always forget. Yeah, bottom is um, you're getting fucked. And then top, you're dominating. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So I've talked to you about my friend who often gets drunk and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. tries to get with me. And how do I... It's not that I'm uncomfortable with it, 
But it's also like, I eventually, I feel like it's going to get annoying. How do I portray that to him? With, I already told him that I don't know world that way. Does he do that sober? Um, yes and no. I mean, he invites me to go places. But he's also, I could tell he's like, want, he wants to be my friend. But it's like, it's different when, if you want to be my friend versus want to be my friend and then you want to try to get with me. I don't know. It's just, it's he just a has weird... a crush on you. I know, so but when you have a crush on someone, it makes it do shit that you know. Like, but the thing is, like, you've already talked to him about it multiple times too. Like, but have you talked to him about it sober, or just you always tell him like? I mean, no, I don't think I've sat down and talked to him. Yeah, that's but what you should. I do. feel like he would just get the picture. Huh? I feel like he would just like like read the text or something. And I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on him either. Mm. But it's just like so. I know to a point, it's gonna just kind of get like. Yeah, if he keeps doing it, because I, I feel like the first few times, like it's okay. But then if he keeps doing consistently, especially you get to go out like almost every weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Address that to I don't want to say I go out every weekend. I really do. But like, even when I went out on Saturday, hmm. I just wasn't feeling it. I just wanted to go home already. That's why I went home. I didn't drink or anything. I just came home. Yeah. Um. But um, I don't know. Sometimes it just it doesn't weird me out. I, I like again. I I always take it as a compliment. Hmm. But to an extent, it will get annoying. I feel like if you talk to him sober, that'll put it on his mind when he yeah. gets drunk. Like, hey, like, let's not do that. Okay. Maybe but I'll if he blacks that. out, then <laughs> you're gonna have to. No, if he blacks yeah. out like next time or something, I'm just gonna just kind of distance I'll, yourself from him. I'm gonna in I'm the gonna, bar. No, I'll just buy him an Uber home. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's like it's the same thing if girls do that too. Like if girls are continuously trying to get with me and I'm just not interested, it, that would annoy the fuck out of me eventually. Mm. Even if they're my friend, like regardless. Yeah. But um. How are we getting? What were we talking about earlier about getting deep? I completely forgot about what it was. A lot of family stuff that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. Oh, I mean, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but like, I think with my family stuff, I'm not very much of a family person per se. Like, I love my family. I love my, you know, I love most of my family. I should say. I think I I do significantly believe that blood does not make you. What is it? Blood does not make you family. Mm-hmm. Or, what's it? No, blood. It's like some... No, some I get what uh, blood doesn't make you, like, close or whatever. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe it's the people you surround yourself with that, you know, help you no matter what. Like, I think my friends... As much as I love my family, I think my friends help me... Uh, playing footsies with me? Am I? Already? Look at you. <laughs> Look at you go. Um, it's not even, like, ten minutes in. <laughs> I know. I know. You already want to play footsies with me. You guys like my new socks? The sorry. Um, the fetish people are quaking right now. I know. Now. They're, like, oh, they're like shivering. There. Yeah. He shows his feet. Take off so, the socks. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I've never been that kind of person. Like, I'm not. Like, even when I lived with my mom, I never really want to go to family events. I never really want to do any of that. So stuff. you're not family, like family oriented? I, I, I think as a, for like me growing up and like having kids, I would want that. But I think it's because of a lot of the trauma I saw when I was younger. It was just like, it's maybe it just it just hasn't appealed to me with my per, my family. Like my sisters, my twin, my older sister, and my mom, and my stepdad. I love them to death, and they're they're I'm eternally grateful for them. Um, but like, I don't go and see them a lot. It's not that I don't want to, but it's one I'm busy. Two, it's like I know I can call them and talk to them whenever I want. And I think that's since I got kicked out when I was eighteen. That's how I lived. 
like no family events. Even when I lived with my best friend Eddie, um, oftentimes they would have family events and they would invite me, but I just wasn't comfortable with it. Mm. It's not that it's it's more of a sense too. It's like I feel like maybe I was like a a burden over there because I was like, oh, like this the the kid who got kicked out of his family's house and I was with yeah. them. And then I I think his mom. I, in my eyes, I don't think she felt obligated to. I think she just wanted me to come. But in my eyes, I would look at it as like, oh, this kid is just coming along because he's you know living with them, and I didn't want that feeling. Yeah. And and also too, Eddie's family all speak Spanish, mm-hmm. so I know they would speak Spanish to me. So that was another pressure because I was yeah. like, I was like, if I go there, I know everyone's gonna speak Spanish to me, and I just don't know Spanish. Mm-hmm. But um, you are, I believe, a very much more of a family oriented person than I am. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, to have my family. <laughs> to have your family. Yeah. So my mom's side, we're all like really close. We, um, like occasionally we'll just all hang out and stuff for like for like birthday parties or whatever. Yeah. So I'm a lot closer. Like I'm more family oriented because I love doing that shit, like mm-hmm. family stuff. But it's just like, it's just weird sometimes. Like the feeling that I get with being them because I love them, but then I also think of like my sister or other families I'm not really close to. Yeah. Um. So do you do you feel like it's a um, how do I say a it's off putting when you go see your family because it reminds you of the negative memories as well. Yeah. Hmm. Especially the like the do house you live at. Back? Huh? Do they hold you back? No, they're they're completely supportive of everything I do. Yeah. Um, which I love, but like sometimes it's just like when it like little reminders that like kind of get to you sometimes no yeah 100 yeah. percent. i mean especially at the at the house my parents house like yeah. there's just so much shit that happened there so it's like i kind of wish like there's a part of me where i wish i wish that they moved somewhere else that way we could like start like a fresh start in the house but mm. I, know, I know it's never gonna happen so i never say never man That's it's true. 2022 biden's half dead as, as a president president <laughs> so <laughs> not against biden not for Trump. Shut the fuck up. I'm liberal, so... <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's, he, I just spit ice. I just spit ice. But I believe in demons. I'm just kidding. But what would you want to happen? Do you want that fresh start from them? Or would you rather... Would you rather have just a sit-down conversation like me and you are having right now? We, The thing about us is like we have that when we're drunk. Which isn't like really productive, like, uh, but it is productive. But like, we just we just never bring it up sober, cause then, I feel like some of the family members from my mom's side, yeah, or even my mom, yeah. kind of hold their feelings back when they're sober. Definitely. And then when it's drunk, it's just a lot of crying or like whatever. So it's just kind of like a difficult obstacle to kind of get through right now. Yeah, I. But I mean, do you think if you were sober that you guys would be able to hold back the emotions of yeah. resentment? Probably. Or maybe not just resentment, but like anger in general. In, in general. Yeah, I feel like, but we just we just never have those conversations sober. So like it'd be more productive having it sober. Yeah, but but when you're drunk, do, is are they? Are there signs of aggression or signs of? Um, yeah, there is. Um, when we're talking about like stuff like that. Yeah. But we always talk about stuff like that when we're drunk. Yeah. But then. I just don't feel like it's productive sometimes. Like, it may be, but then, like, sometimes there's a lot of crying or, like, you know, a lot of just, like, hate Europe or whatever. So, so why, what's stopping you from doing it sober? It's just, like, we just never bring it up. Like, it's just how we are. Why do you change that? I, I, I don't know. I, I just never initiated it. Kind of, but it's just, like, when we're, when we're together, we're just talking about, like, the stuff 
that like make us happy i guess or like we okay. get along and stuff so we never want to bring that up to like kind of ruin the mood because when we're together we're just always like laughing and go and like giggling and stuff yeah i think i think it, it's tough 100%. yeah I'm, I, I don't think i'm I, I know i'm insinuating like that it's kind of easy just to do something i know it's I tough i don't see it but yeah it is definitely tough but i think it's also too it's like it takes one step mm-hmm. for one of you to do it yeah and whether or not it's and i think it's a battle of egos um no offense to you but i think that's what it is yeah i think it's a battle of egos of who is willing to try because you because i bet you're probably terrified to try it and then get denied yeah. or yeah. something right i i mean I, yeah i have rejection that, that, i still have I'm like yeah pure rejection. yeah and that's how I mean, I, that's just all ego thing too for me exactly and that's yeah. how i am with my dad because i've i've tried talking to him about mm-hmm. it and he denies a lot of the stuff that's happening. oh with me and my dad it's like it's similar i'm kind of on the table as yeah. you I think we're both too much stubborn to talk about, huh? Yeah. No, it's stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, it's too stubborn or too big egos to like actually sit down, sit down and talk to each other. But my dad's like hoping for this story. It's just I, I'm I'm content with how it is with me and my dad right now. Uh, I'm I don't know if I'm content with it. I mean, I talked to my grandma for the first time. I told you about this already. Yeah. Uh, in years, and uh, we had this really good conversation about a lot of stuff and I really told her about everything I was going through in the last couple of years and told her it's tough and I you know I talked uh, talked about my grandfather who she was married to for I think like 30 something years before he passed and I, I, I reminded her I told her I was like it sucked when you know our, our grandfather not only that he passed but it was almost a sense that he was the glue to all our family yeah. and he's the one who kept us all in check per se and um I told her, I was like, that's the reason why I really, that, not, not my grandfather, but it just sucks because now I look at my father who is still doing the things he did in the past, maybe not to the extent that we saw, but he's still drinking. Mm. And every time I think about the drinking factor, it reminds me of the bad stuff. And it's like, and then it's also too, like my grandfather, he died from liver cancer, but he stopped drinking 30 years prior to that. And my dad's still drinking. Mm. And it's like how many years has he has left? He have he have left? He has left. Yeah. Sorry. It's scary um, to think about. It is scary to think about, but I'm honestly, it's I've accepted that I'm probably not going to see him mm-hmm. anymore. And it's not that I. It's it's really that I don't want to. I don't want to see my dad. You know, make his own grave. Yeah. And you know it sucks because you know I lose out on my brother's um, you know life, but I think once as they grow up. Once I hit like the 18, 19 range, I think that's when I'll start reaching out. And mm. yes, it's going to take time to rebuild that brotherhood. It may not come back, but I know the family that I have now, I am content with. And yeah. it's not that I don't love my brothers. It's just the fact that we all grow separate lives. Mm. We all are living very, very different lives than what we are. You know, same thing with some of my cousins too. We all live very different lives. We all grew up in different houses. And um, so with your dad thing, is it you don't think it's re- it'll be reversible? Like his his alcohol addiction? No, no. Uh, uh, he's been in and out of jail, mm. and he had opportunities where he was sober, but then he as soon as he get a chance, relapse. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that he relapse, but like if he was in jail for like two three days, would I have a drink? First yeah, thing he sure. came out with drink, so it's like he would have a boost trial, you know, but. He just want to take it. And that's okay. That's fine. I've accepted that. I, I kind of look pa- best, uh, uh, past it because I think, like, for me, per se, or I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. For me, I think that I got latched onto this thing called love. 
um, to feel the connection with somebody that I'm intimate with or whatever. And that's something I am not craving, but I have craved for a while. And that's the reason why I did a lot of the stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I look, I try to look at it as that's when my dad latched on. He, but he didn't latch on to love. He latched on to alcohol. Yeah. And I've accepted that that's his, for whatever reason, he loves that shit. And that's where he finds his peace and his happiness. And I cannot tell him more often than not, you can't do that, you can't do that. Because I know if somebody told me that when I was dating my first ex-girlfriend, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that. I know I never would listen. Hmm. So I, I oftentimes, I think like that, that. It's like putting the addiction before anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. And that's And as much as I resent him for doing that, I have to understand where he's coming from. And that's why I kept my. That's why I keep my distance. Hmm. If I, if me leaving the family and ignoring all of them is not enough for him to get over that, that's fine. Yeah. By all means, I know that love for, for alcohol is far stronger, and I'm okay with that. But I'm not gonna watch my father. Yeah. Um, dig his own grave. That's just something. Sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> um, I talked to you about this earlier, but yeah. I like really, I really appreciate that, and like, kind of. You're very brave for doing that because a lot of family members, they think the thing we talked about earlier, the blood thing, they think that, oh, anyone blood, like, we need to get close to each other, even if it's toxic. But I feel like if, you know, your family member is really toxic Mm -hmm. and it's just not good for your own mental health, I think you have to just take a step back and think selfishly for yourself, for your own mindset, and kind of drop, even if their family, just kind of distance yourself or drop them. If they're not really helping your mental health, yeah. So, with me, like, yeah, it, it like hurts. Like some, like some, of my, some of my, like a lot of my family members, we don't talk and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, it's just all for my mental health, and I'd rather just keep my family circle small too, yeah. with like my mom's side, where we're yeah. all close and we're all mature and able to talk about stuff, compared to my dad's side, where, um, yeah, and my sister too, where there's like no communication like i want to reach out and talk but then they they're like stubborn or yeah. whatever yeah. and even if we do talk they they just won't kind of compromise so that just shows that they don't really give a fuck so i i appreciate that a lot that you're able to kind of separate that yeah uh, uh, don't get me wrong i feel like if it was a different boat where my relationship was stronger with my father then I'd be different but I think it's also just the shit me and my sister lived through in the early years yeah it's just it's like it's the same thing like when I was in a relationship or when I have a friendship with somebody like there's a certain point where I have to check myself out and there is probably going to be a limit to yours Mm. no offense but there's always somebody has their limits there's there's a lot of people I especially like we talked about the other day like I had to cut off one of my friends that I was waiting to for things to actually get better. And I could feel the effort wasn't put in. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And you saw how stressed out I was. I just, I don't have to do that. I, I think I think a lot of people think you have to stick around for other people and wait for them. Or for whatever reason, you want to have these people in your life. But some people just, they can't be in your life. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at it as like, okay, I learned my lesson here. Let's move on forward. Yeah. It's not try to find those individuals again cut those toxic people out of your life yeah they're at the end of the day not no one's gonna put you put you i was telling my uh my, one of my other friends about this that 
nobody is ever really gonna put you ahead of themselves, unless like it's your like soulmate. How rare is that? You tell mm-hmm. me. Very rare. How many times has somebody put you in front of them? You tell me. Never, but even if someone did, I just feel like I wouldn't want them to. Okay, it's understandable. Yeah. But not often times or not. And sometimes, I mean, at least for me, I think, I would like that shit. Because yeah. I, I feel like I put a lot of people in front of my own stuff before I fix myself. I used to do that yeah. a lot. Now it's more or less. But I told my friend this. I was like, nobody's ever going to do that shit. So you got to put yourself, and it's not trying to sound narcissistic or anything, but more of confidence. You got to put yourself above other people. Yeah. And you have to... You have to, if you don't live by that, then you're going to get fall behind because everybody else is doing that same thing. Mm. Everybody's putting themselves above everyone else. Yeah. But not in a narcissistic way. And I think when it comes to relationships with friends, families, significant others, it's just, it's hard to find that person that's going to be there for you. Um, thankfully, you know, there's people who try to support it. Maybe they don't put it you fully above, which is okay. It's understandable. But they are there to try to support you. Like, I'm there for you. I'm there for you, Kayla, and everyone else. My sister's there for me. My my mom's there for me. Hmm. Um, fuck yeah! Sorry, we had to take a quick little breaky break. Um, Jesus, you continue the conversation because I'm still going. <laughs> um, what did we live? We About, <laughs> you're like, still going on it? Like you have to put yourself above. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's like it's, uh, I I think it's also too because uh, I got kicked out when I was 18 hmm. that I had to do a lot of shit on my own. And you've seen that. Like, I've taught you a lot of things because I've learned. No, you throughout. haven't. Yes, no, I have. I'm just kidding. You have. But it's like, I like doing that shit. I like relying yeah. on myself and myself alone. Hmm. But I think that's also goes to the factor of why I crave somebody's um, love and affection so much. Not yeah. necessarily anybody specifically, but I'm saying like a significant other. And um, I don't know. I, that that's what, I, that's what I've lived by. But I also think people should live like that as well like you have to rely on soy on your own which yeah. at the end of the day your closest friends could be gone within the next year and mm. i learned that this past year and that's okay but it's also like that's why i've relied on myself that's why i've not even gotten too um too stoked about certain relationships because it's like i don't know for the for the longest time too i thought about like expecting the worst so whatever I get is better than that, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, always expecting the glass to be half uh, empty instead of half full. Because if you do half full, then if it's not that, then you get sad. I, I had my mindset like that for a while, but then I changed it up because it's like, I just go with the flow, dude. Just go with the little mushrooms. Go with the flow. I love going with the flow. Yeah, you got to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that fucking quote. I forget where I heard that from, but I say it so often now. Can I, can I see that? What, the thing? Yeah. We could show him this. Let's show it off. Yeah, because you made yeah. it, didn't you? I mean, Kayla helped me make it. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Should we leave her here? I wonder how that looks. No, it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna. Okay. He's no. putting in bag works. Um. Sorry, I'm a visual queen. No, 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 that makes sense. No, I get it. I just wish they could see it in the back. I mean, maybe they move this. The, the canister. <laughs> <laughs> um. Strictly for whipped cream. We like whipped cream here. We do like a little bit of whipped cream, dude. 
dude. That's I. You know why I say it like that? Because I got it off fucking Vinny. I think. Because he, he used to say it all the time, and now it just kind of... You know, when you're, like, with your close friends, yeah, you, you kind of like, gain what they say? Yeah, it's, you, like, get their... You pick up their mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're going to grow out this luscious hair and fucking... I wonder how many months it's going to take for it to, like, grow out to look good. How how much do you want to grow it out? Do you want the flow? I want it, like, Aaron Yeager. Do you want the flow? I do want the flow really bad. Yeah, it was, like... There's a three month awkward phase, and then after that, it starts looking really no, good. No, but my hair is, grows fast, dude. Like, last time I got a haircut was like a week and a half ago. That's true. Shit. You know? But um, you have to use specific, like, products that you have to. I have a TikToker who is always talking about the flow and how he does it and how he yeah. grew it out and what products he uses. Yeah. It, looks, it always looks really good on him. Well, I. Hold on. I gotta make sure it's recording. Yeah, no. I mean, I showed you that video of that guy. He's like a hairstylist. Hmm. Yeah, like, dude, that guy, the bad guy, he's a good looking dude. Not gonna lie. He's got a, um, I don't know, he's got like tats. Oh, dude, man, I wanna get tats like that. He has this neck tat, bro. I would love to get a neck tat, but I have to wait years to get a neck tat. Hmm. But I need to get, hopefully, my friend who's coming this weekend, She's hopefully she brings her tattoo gun. Oh, yeah, I yeah, about up. that. I really want her to tap me up because she's she wants to be a tattoo artist. Hmm. And I said, like, on my thigh, do you tattoo whatever you want, really? Not whatever you want, really, but like, I don't know, bro. It's it's tattoos, dude. It's like, yeah. yes, they, they stay on your life, and yes, you shouldn't make stupid decisions when you're getting a tattoo, but at the same time, get whatever the fuck you want. It's your body. Like, I hate when people fucking judge people for their tattoos. I, I got a lot of shit for this one because it's Japanese, and I don't know, man. People are just like, why would you get Japanese letters on your characters no, on you? I'm like, dude, why is it in your fucking business? Yeah. Like, I like it. Do You, you don't like the tattoos on me? Whose problem is that? Yours. You know, like I hate your rose in your thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, what was the other topic I wanted to mention? There was this thing I saw on TikTok. It was like the uh, the deep conversations I have with a friend. And there was, oh, I forget what the fucking quote it was. Should we look it up? Yeah. Let me see. Not on TikTok. Hold on, guys. Intermittent break. Grab your coffee wherever you're at. Um, if you're driving, thank you for listening. But... Convo for friend. Convo with friend. I look it up on TikTok because it's probably on TikTok more. Ooh, and connect deeply. You want to connect deeply? What is that? Connect deeply, like me and you connect deeply. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not my bad. I'm on TikTok. Right. Ooh. For the people who are driving, you four is really good. Oh, I know. I do. I. Everyone's talking about. It. I don't know why it's on my for you page though. Because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But also, remember the thing we said? Um, we were talking about, like, sushi, and then something sushi popped up on your phone oh, when yeah, we were driving. Dude. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's creepy. Probably why. They're listening, dude. They're listening right now. What's the thing? What, what do I Google on TikTok? Uh, Deep Convo, I guess, right? Deep Convo there was a, but it was like It was like, there was like, they have, like, the part one, part two and shit. I still remember. It, but there was this one that I saw, and I can't remember what it's called. This one? Yeah, there's these ones. Are we, are we considered close friends now? I feel like we are. You fucking no, I'm kidding, bitch. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Would you consider us close friends? Ooh. Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I love reassurance. <laughs> I love reassurance. <laughs> what expectations do you have from a good friend? Expectations? Expectations. Should really? you, well, first off, should you even have expectations? Just feel like... For me, the most important one is 
just understanding my feelings. Okay. Having that very basic um, kind of like, what do you call it? What's the word? I forgot the word, but. Just the basic understanding of stepping mm. in somebody's shoes. Yeah. Say. I mean. There's a common courtesy of like kind of getting my point willingness, of view. Willingness mm. to understand. Yeah. And not argue. Exactly. I, I, I think that's a very significant thing. Because I know, I think a lot of people nowadays expect their friendships to be perfect. Mm. And I think that's why people tend to just like lash out on other people. But it's like, dude, your relationships are not supposed to be fucking perfect. You're not perfect yourself. It's not perfect, but the, thing, the only thing that matters is how you bounce back from whatever argument. Like your first argument with your friend. Yeah. And... Um, and if that friend is being stubborn or yeah. kind of like not getting your point of view or saying like things like, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's like very, I don't know. I just don't like that. It's very telling of them. And Yeah, no, it's, I, I, that's, that's what I like about my, my friend group from back home. Like we're very much of like, I think, I think some of my friend groups, some of the people in my friend group, they don't like talking about their feelings. And I'm much, very much, I like talking about feelings. Eddie knows, Eddie, Vinny, and Alina really know. That I, I before I used to have significant trouble with my mental health, and it was more of a sense that they weren't, I guess, understanding of it, and mm. it's but they were trying. Mm. Like I remember this one time. That's all that matters is trying. Like that you see that effort that they're actually trying. That means they really care about you. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah. the, the thing is, like my friend Vinny, he's kind of the guy who goes like, he, he always says it's, it's like it is what it is. Life is, it was, it is. And I remember one time we, uh, I was, I think I was going through some like hardship in my life and it was with all my friends or the, it was with my close friends and then two other people that were kind of in our group. And I really just wanted to go outside and run. I just wanted to run down the block and fucking scream. Cause I was just, I couldn't I'd do it. And then I remember, I remember, I remember this vividly because my, one of my buddies, I'm not going to say his name, but he was like, no, no, no. Like, you don't need to go do that. Just stay here. Stay with us. And I was like, no. And then Vinny's like, no, let him go. Let him go do that. Let him go lash it out. Cause, and I really appreciated that. And um, it was like, it helped. It yeah. Because I came back, I was calm, I was relaxed, and it was just something I needed to go lash out. And and I think nowadays people, they're just, it. you can't, you can't, it's like, what's the phrase? It's like, you can't. Like, you tell somebody, you try to force, like, in, in Euphoria right now, like, you try to force somebody into rehab, you think they're going to get better, you have to, they have to be willing to exactly, want to go yeah. to rehab to get better. If you force somebody to go to rehab, I don't think, There's not gonna the chance out. of it is low that they're going to relapse or whatever. Like, they, they'll probably remain sober for a while, but then they're just going to end up relapsing. Because exactly. that's literally what happened with Rue and Euphoria. First time she went to rehab. She it just didn't work for her because her mind was not into it because she kind of got forced to go because she OD'd. Yeah. And then when she OD'd, they took her to the hospital rehab, but they kind of forced her into it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about just your own like willingness to change. And if you don't want to change, you're never going to change. Yeah. It's simple mean, as that. And it's also, too, I think people expect people to change for them. Mm. Nobody's going to fucking change for them. Mm. Nobody, at the end of the day, nobody's going to change and and nor should you expect somebody to change or want to force somebody to change i think i think a lot of times i wanted somebody to change for the better for the betterment of themselves but it's also like dude if somebody can't see that they're not doing well and they can't you can do everything in your power to make sure they get 
the places they need to be or the help that they need. And sometimes it just doesn't fucking work out. And it's it's unfortunate because you want to make that person the best person for themselves, but at the same time, you can't. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And, mm -hmm. you know, but like for me, like when people tell me like, um, you know, maybe I got to go to therapy or something for something, right? It's like for them just telling me that, I take it in. At first, I question it. I'm like, I don't need therapy. I don't need that shit. Why would I need it? Like, I, I got this. I, I can do it. Yeah. And then, you know, it takes a toll on you. And I just think people need to be more open when it comes to that. And yeah. A lot of people are just, like, so, like, ego about, like, doing therapy or... Doing and even if you don't think you need therapy, it's very helpful. It is. It's nice talking to somebody who is not um, like I, I don't I don't like it when people like when I'm going through something and they they always take my side because mm. I'm like no I don't want you to take my side I want you to point out if I'm wrong in some scenarios yeah. point me out because I'm not seeing it obviously mm -hmm. and like um like, for me for me when it comes to that is it, there's a sweet balance for me I like it when I like it when they're loyal but not to a fault. I like. I also like them call me, call my shit out. You know. Yeah. If they're too loyal, then I don't fuck with that. But then if they're just being like shitting on me and not like understanding my point of view in it, yeah. then I don't fuck with that. Yeah. You know, I like it when they're like, "Oh yeah, that's good. Whatever you did, but this and then this is where you fucked up." Yeah. Um, that's my sweet spot. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like we talked about this before, that people don't know how to call your friends out. Mm. Like I call. I think like we. I know one of my friends in the group, he kind of does some, he doesn't do like fucked up shit, but like some shit, it would piss us off. Mm. And, but we call each other out on it. We call yeah. each other like, dude, come on, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that shit. Just mm. don't do it. It's not fucking, like for example. And it, there's a way of calling people out like, too. For example, one of our friends recently did something bad mm. to someone else. And it was like, don't, you don't do that shit. Like at first, I, I don't think I should have yeah. laughed about it, but I was just like, no, that's fucked up. Don't do it. You mm. don't need to do it. It's not worth it. But it's like, at the same time, like, do what they want mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. and when you talk to someone i feel like you should not come out as like really negative or bad like how we you know how we talk to that person yeah it was like very like it, it came from like a caring side of us yeah it's not that like we wanted to shit on them or whatever yeah um and like, that's we that's where upset, you but... have to kind of be careful not you but like in general like yeah. people have to just be careful how they talk to the spe specific tone that they talk to their friends you see i the thing is with me and my tone I feel like I don't really have a tone when it comes to it. I'm very straightforward about it, mm. but I do I do understand like um, that sometimes it could be, come off as mean or hard. I feel like I feel like from my experience with you, I feel like when you think about it, then you'll you'll have a tone, right? But when you say it, like just like in one second, like less than one second, that's when it might have come off of like that. But, yeah. But I also know you enough to like not kind of get offended by it because yeah, I know and, you're like saying then, it. But like even when I, I did that before when I was calling out um, one of our friends um, for something and I said something hurtful, I didn't realize that I, I, I meant it that way. I didn't mm. realize that I said it in that aspect. And yeah. I, I apologize for it because I was like, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I meant for it to come off as a genuine concern, not necessarily a, a insult towards you. Yeah. And, it was, it was fucked up of me and that's, that's why I apologize because it's like it's I, I don't like being that guy I don't I don't like being someone who says things I wasn't even I was, yes I was mad but it was at the same time I did not mean for that to come off that way at all at all and I felt bad for it yeah and then people just 
I don't know. People are just very much of an ego thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Next one? Let's see. Um, I'm trying to pick a good one. There's other ones, too, you can look at. That's just those. And then people listening, please, if you want us to talk about a conversation, we'd love that. Oh, that's a good one. Would you ever directly tell me that our friendship has expired, or would you distance yourself slowly? Ooh. <laughs> that's a really good one. That is a really good one. Uh, me and you? I don't know. Are you just like, you and anyone else in general? I think with me and you, I would tell you that, like, if you did something fucked up and mm-hmm. I wanted to do some stuff, I would probably be like, hey, look, I don't think it's going to mean you as friends. I just I don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know other people, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, I know it, it'd be, I'm not saying it would be easy to drop you as a friend. I think it would be very hard. Um, but I don't think that would ever come. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think distancing myself, I, I feel like I do do that. Um, especially when it comes to my long friends. Um, when they fuck up or do something. But at the end of the day, too, I also think, like, I don't have that perspective of that people are going to stick around forever. Friends come and go. Yeah. As we've seen in this house already twice now, right? I think so. Twice. Twice. Um, and it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, life goes on. What about you? Um, it just depends on the people, I guess, but most... Most likely for me, it's distancing myself. Ooh, wait, I have a good question after this, but go on. Um, for me, it's, like, most likely distancing myself, but in a way where it's, like, they're not really suspecting anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, kind of slowly, like, slowly but surely, like, making the habit and kind of, like, not manipulating it, but kind of, like, having them think that, oh, I'm just, like, doing my own thing or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, kind of making it, like, if, for example, I'm hanging out with someone, like, every day or whatever, and then... I like slowly but surely like kind of have that distance yeah. to where they're getting kind of getting used to it too. Yeah. Then that's how I do it. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, so, like it's such a mental toll on me when I do that. Yeah. And I just don't like doing that. Um, yeah. And then also like it's, it's just hard to think about like, oh, like what are they like noticing or like they ask me. Yeah. Um, but sometimes too, I'll be straight up like with like people who I constantly like argue with or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah let's just not do this. Or like, I don't want to talk to you that much. Or like even like, I feel like with dates or whatever, I'll be straight up with them. But with friends, it's just a lot harder for me because yeah. I value them more. Yeah, and I think it's also too like I think people are afraid of confrontation. Mm. I I think you've noticed I'm not afraid of confrontation. I, I in fact I love it. Um, but I um, yeah, I'm afraid of I I get anxious when when I confront people of like my friends about distancing. Yeah, that what I get really anxious about. But the thing is, the thing is about confrontation. I think people a lot. I think a lot of times think. When you're confronting somebody, you have to say something on command when you're confronting somebody. I think people who do that, you're not thinking clearly when it mm. happens. Like when you're confronting somebody, you shouldn't have to just rapid fire everything they say back. You should have time to think about it yeah. because if you don't think about it, you're going to say something stupid or mm. you're going to just regret something you're going to say. Take your time. You don't have to be the first one to say something out of your mouth. You can take it in and be like, okay, give me a second. Let me think about what to say. As much as people are going to be thrown off by that, but at the mm. same time, like, I'd much rather take it in. Okay, let me respond to that. Because you don't have to just fire off immediately. Take your time when you're speaking to somebody, especially when you're confronting someone about something, a, a topic. But let's branch off from... You do that? Yeah, hell yeah. I, mm. I, I mean, I, I've also been in a lot of confrontations to know mm. what to say and what not to say. Yeah. But it's like... I do think about it because it's like you don't have to be the first one to spit out the thing. You don't you don't you don't get the 
the power motive for it by speaking the first thing that comes to your mind. I don't. I think a lot of people think that way, but you're gonna look like a dumbass if you say something that you shouldn't say. And it's like I, I don't know. I think people really need to just when you're confronting somebody, take your time to think about it. You don't have to be the first one to say the words. You don't have to be the first one to say this. Take your time. Yeah. Or I, I much prefer if you're having a conversation with like a close friend, have a mediator, mm. have somebody who's not gonna pick sides. Because I know there's oftentimes in my old house where we had issues with a, a roommate of ours and I was the mediator and it was like two versus one and then I was in the middle. But then I, I could tell they were both getting heated. I was like, look, this is what they're trying to say and this is what they're trying to say. And I was like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is correct, right? And they're like, yeah, that's that's what we're trying to say. And like me saying that, it makes it easier for them to understand. But then they have to take it in and say, what they want to say without the anger. Because once you show that emotion and everything, you're letting loose and you're saying things. Like, what's the phrase? Like, don't go purchase, like, a big item out of emotion or something. Don't mm. go spend a bunch of money out of emotion because then you're going to be like, what the fuck? I probably shouldn't have done that. If I thought about it, maybe I could have spent my money more wisely. Mm. Um, but I did want to say this because I know I'm going to forget about it. I had this conversation with uh, uh, my friends this past weekend. Which do you think is worse? Having... Uh, being intimate with somebody who has a significant other and or married versus being intimate again with an ex. Which one is worse? Being intimate with someone with a significant other. That's what I fucking said. That's what I said. And It's morally more wrong than just an ex. Even though, like, the ex, like, the... I feel like getting close to or, like, what's the word intimate intimate with like someone that's married it's just like very morally wrong and you're not just affecting their life you're affecting the person that the other person's life but with the ex it's like just all on you at that point it's like yeah. you want to fuck your mental health do it go yeah. for it yeah exactly that, that that's what I was saying <laughs> my <laughs> my friends didn't agree with me but I think I think that's right I think hmm. getting intimate with somebody else who has somebody already with them you're affecting more than one life. Yeah. And I think... And then if you just get with... Or start getting intimate with your ex, then you're just affecting yourself. And that's just on you at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what the one thing I don't like about here is that there's a lot of relationships that do that. Like, I feel like here in like ASU or Old Town, it's like a lot of times girlfriends have boyfriends or boyfriends have girlfriends, but they're not really... Or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. But they really aren't together. I've noticed that a lot, and that's really sad to me because I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to get with a girl who has a, a boyfriend already. Like that fucking sucks. Because I've been in that boat, and it's like, but there's also times where I've been in that boat where it's like, I didn't realize that. Like we, I had this one girl I uh, was messing around for a little bit, and I didn't find out till like I think a, a couple weeks later that she told me about her ex. Her ex was fucking psycho. Like mm. he would like sneak into her house. He snuck into her house when we were in bed together. It was fucking crazy. Um, but I didn't realize that they were still dating and she would have me over in the mornings and sometimes at nights and every time I wasn't there, he was there. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I did not see that at all and she played it off so well. And then and then even when um, he walked in on us, he she she didn't talk to me for like a week, but then she messaged me saying like, oh, he just came to visit and stuff. And my dumbass believed it, mm. but it was like, I was like, you see myself like, no, I, <laughs> I, you said that. I was like, it was, dude, it was mind boggling. I talked about it uh, before on the podcast, but mm. it's, um, 
it's just strange how people can hide it so well. And that's that's what scares me the most because it's like nowadays it's like my relationship, relationship is sh- nothing. But to me, it's fucking everything. Like mm. I, I talked to you just about this already. Like when I'm down for somebody, I'm down for them and them alone. But it's also too like I like my space. And it's not like I like my space to be with anybody else, but I like to just have my own personal space. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I definitely think being with somebody else when they have somebody else is just far worse than getting with your ex. Um, but what do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a controversial topic, but I just, I, I really don't like how people do that now. It's just like, come on, bro. Like, like I, in my previous relationships, I know I cheated before, and then I, I used to be a dickhead, but... I think in my first relationship, I cheated once. And I, I told her about it months later uh, after we broke up. And she knew it too. But she also cheated a lot in our relationship. And I remember when I first told my roommates, uh, my close friends at the time, um, that I did cheat on her. They were kind of like, oh, dude, like, duh, she deserved it. Like, you know, and I was like, but then I stooped down to that level. And I was like, no, like, I feel like shit for it. Like, even though, like, she treated me like shit, it's just like, I felt like shit even doing that to go down to that level of where I had to do Because I remember even that night, like, I even told the girl, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fuck her. But we did other stuff. And it was just, like, I felt like after, like, it was done, I was like, dude, I went home. And I was like, man, bro. And then I had to hold that shit in for, like, months before I told my friends. And then I finally told them. And I, I, got, I got choked up about it because I was like, like, you know me. When I, when I, when I'm nervous or something, I start laughing. And, like, mm-hmm. I start, like. Like when I know I'm hiding something, I start laughing, and I and then I just was bawling my eyes out because I was like, dude, I just, it was not worth it to me. That's why I never cheated again because it was just like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's like, one, you feel like shit because now you've been to their level, and then two, now like, it's like I don't. It's just it's a nasty feeling, and I don't know how people yeah. do it so casually. Um, a lot and, of sociopaths. Do you think so? Fuck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know what sociopath is? Uh, I do, but explain. Um, basically, it's someone who has no feelings or emotions mm-hmm. and master manipulators. Um, but do you think all of them are like that? No, not all of them, but there's probably a handful mm-hmm. that do that. That's why they don't really... Because with me and you, it's like we kind of show that emotional side. Yeah. So like we feel, feel fucked up for doing that. Yeah. But like sociopaths, they don't feel that emotion. Well, it, 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 isn't it like a chemical imbalance? Or is it just they don't have the morals? Probably chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. But then that goes nature versus nurture, right? What is that? Like, uh, be, uh, it's like basically who you surround yourself with. Mm. And like growing up, some of those people might not have the, the people around That's them. True. They could be surrounded by people who don't give a fuck about mm. that. And then growing up, knowing that that's normal yeah not saying that's I feel like okay it could be both then maybe yeah. a couple of balance or maybe even growing up because i know growing up it's just a lot of like those um mental disorders yeah no one thousand percent yeah i mean there's uh, there's so much to it i just it's like come on dude like if if you're gonna cheat on somebody just break up with the person you're with it's not it's one you're already out of the relationship just leave i know yeah. it's hard to say goodbye to somebody but if you, you're doing far much more damage if you just cheat on them mm-hmm. not only to yourself or i mean some people again don't care but like to the day like what if they're doing their best to stay with you yeah and they're trying to figure out the shit and then you're going behind their back and doing this stuff mm-hmm. it's just like what's the end especially goal? when you have a kid with oh them my God. oh yeah 
that's like um i don't think my cousin will mind me talking about this but yeah. my cousin and her ex now they were married and they were together for like seven eight years yeah and they had a kid together but literally like the kid was like my nephew was like one years old and he was already cheating even before and like kind of putting the girl that he was with over him yeah over the the little boy so then my cousin tried like at first um when they like broke up and he came back and like kind of apologized to her and she was like okay i want to try still and then they tried again but then he did the same thing so then it just fucked up because like not only that but just adding that layer of like having a kid together yeah it's, like makes it more complicated and more hard yeah. on my cousin um but yeah cheating is lame as fuck now, now do you believe that a cheater wants a cheater always a cheater um i don't know I think most of the time, yes. I think, like, don't get me wrong. There was times in my last relationship where I thought about it, and or after shit was going south, and I had opportunities, but it was more of a sense that it was. I thought about it. I sat back and realized, no, I don't want to do that shit. I want to be able to try my best because I feel like as soon as you get into cheating. It's, it puts this, like, this weight on the relationship of, yeah. like, okay, now you have this. Now, even if you bounced back, even if you got better, then you still have to face this. It's like, why? It's just a whole process. And that's why, like, I was like, no, I'm, not, I'm never doing that shit. I, mm. I never did it again. Uh, I don't ever plan to because I just, it's not worth it to me, man. It's just. And I and obviously cheaters, when they get into a new relationship, after cheating with someone, obviously they're not gonna tell that person that they cheated on their last person. Yeah. So I just feel bad for all the people who. My my first ex told me that. Really? She told me she cheated on cool. on her all, all her boyfriends before. Yeah, and the shit on me. <laughs> Dude, that's that's on you. That's a point. Yeah, that's yeah. a big red flag. Yeah, but, but I feel bad for all the people who are with cheaters. Might be with cheaters, and they don't know that they're cheaters in the past. But that, but that's why now, like, if I hook up with a girl and I find out, and this is bad. And I know, well, I mean, it's not bad, but I don't know. It, it all depends on how you look at it. Mm. But, like, if I find out a girl has a boyfriend and she hooked up with me, like, the night before, and I have proof of that, I'm going to send the fucking guy this shit. Because, frankly, that guy doesn't deserve it or whatever. Like, they don't deserve, they do, I, I frankly, if, when I was, got, when I got cheated on, before I found out personally, I wish those people told me. Because if they told me straight up, I'd be like, I think I still was still in that love factor, and I still maybe wouldn't believe them. <laughs> Sorry, you said, you said stink. What? You said because I think you're gonna say I still and I think, and you said I oh, stink. Did I? <laughs> My bad. Yeah, that was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> um, I, I think that people. Fuck, now I'm like a train of thought. But um, no, I just, I just, I think it's worth it. It's not. It's really not. And I think people who just do it. I th- and the, the, but the thing is, it's crazy. Some people do it for the fun of it. And I'm mm. like, damn, bro. Like, come on. Like, I I understand it, sort of. But at the same time, it's like, dude, the compassion and the intimacy you have with somebody. Like, at that point, so it's just insecurities from them. Like, maybe when I, it made me think about maybe someone got heartbroken or whatever. And now yeah. they want to break a lot of people's hearts. So yeah. then they just start manipulating people. Getting with them just to break their heart, just oh. to feel better about about themselves. But I just very insecure yeah. on their part. Yeah, 
And I've seen that all happen. Like that happened. I mean, I, I did that. I did that after my first ex. Like I, I think I, I heard a lot of girls in that process of, hmm. you know, giving them hope. But like nowadays, it's it like, makes nothing better. Like it doesn't. Ago. No, and I felt I, I, at the time I didn't feel like shit, but now I do because hmm. those those girls are probably like really dope people, and I kind of like fucked it up. Um, not just for the friendship, but you know, maybe their future relationship, and I, 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 I and I, that's a way to have to win. Mm. Um, but like that's why now I'm very open and honest about shit. That they, if I don't like something, I'm gonna say it. Like I, I don't like, for whatever reason, I just don't like certain things for in a relationship. And but I'm gonna communicate with that person that I'm with. Mm. I'm not gonna go and just hide about it and whatever. Let it marinate because then. Let it marinate. Let you lead to other thoughts, leading to other jobs, leads to some actions, and the actions leads to chaos. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't, I don't, I just don't do that anymore. And I, I, I'm grateful. I can say that I was a cheater, and now I'm not, and I won't ever be, because frankly, ruining somebody's life is not worth it. Are you stubborn when it comes to, like, say you're with a friend or like a relationship, and they address something that bothers them about you? Are you stubborn or are, would you like actually listen to them and kind of me in the middle? I mean, yes, I, I think I'm very stubborn when it comes to that, but I don't think I would change myself. Mm. I don't, I don't think that, I think I'm morally a good person already. Mm. And I think if somebody doesn't like certain aspects of me, that's okay. Well, what are their aspects outside of your personality? Something you, cha- you can't change? Can you give me an example? Like, I don't know. That could be hypothetical. Um, or real, whatever. I don't know. Maybe like, like uh, so. Just for example, like trying to think of them. Let's just for example, like uh, I think a lot of people think I flirt, right? When I'm talking to somebody and, mm. s- and stuff like that, and maybe my significant other may not like that, but in my eyes, I know I'm not flirting. Yeah. I know with my intent, I'm not flirting. I just like talking to people. I talk to a lot of people. I talk a lot. Mm. But that's not something I would want to change, you know. And I, 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 as bad as it sounds, but that's an insecurity on them as well. Mm. Like, I can't, I don't want to change who I am because it makes you insecure. Mm. As bad as that sounds, that sounds really bad, to be honest. But that's what I, that's what I mean, meeting in the middle. You tell them that, and they have to understand that that's just how you are. Yeah. And you can't change that about yourself. But, but now you address to them that, it's not. It's not about flirting or about you wanting to get with anyone. It's just. It's just how point, I talk. Just, yeah. It's. It's. I'm not like going to be like, hey, like, hey, baby, you look kind of cute or something like that to yeah. some girls or anything. I'm not doing that at all. It's just more or less like, I meet a lot of people when I'm out. I, I like mm. talking to people. I like getting people on the podcast. And I like, ex- understanding people's experiences on whatever the case may be, but, maybe maybe or less you know like I think a scenario where I could change a little bit is like is if I had somebody I used to hook up with and they're my friend now and then my current significant other was like, hey, like, you know, I don't like that you, you talk to her like a lot or you you talk to her about us, about something. I'd be like, okay, that's understandable. Like, you know, mm. we did have a connection before and, you know, you don't want me talking about our relationship. I get that. I get that. That's our stuff. Even though I don't really do that, that's our stuff. But if she had an issue with that, that's something I would change because I'm like, I don't really have to talk to that person about this stuff. I don't really have to go into it. And that, if that makes you feel more secure, then yeah, I could do that for you. Um, I wouldn't stop talking to that person, but I would maybe say not say certain things because I wouldn't want to make my significant other. I, I want to make my significant other. I, I don't want to put it 
the thing out that I don't want to make my person secure. But I also know that it's not just on me, that it's also a work that she has to do. And I think it, it, it it's just different for me, I guess, just because I don't like to, I, like when I'm flirting with somebody, it's very obvious I'm flirting with somebody. Mm. In my eyes. No, it is. I've seen it. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, but like when I'm just trying to talk to somebody and just trying to conversate with them, mm. they could be flirting with me. I'm very oblivious to when women flirt with me. And and if I, I had a, my significant other and they told me like, hey, look, that girl's flirting with you. I'd be like, oh, shit. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm not flirting back or anything. I'm not doing anything. But if she yeah. makes a move, I'm going to, you know, stop. I'm going to be like, hey, look, I got somebody. I'm good. I don't know. That's a that's a real thing. <laughs> I know a lot of. I think a lot of people are gonna look at that differently, um, just because it's, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> I bet I looked. A li- I made myself look like shit, but you know, it's. I I I wouldn't want somebody to change for me either. Like I have to battle through my own insecurities, and that's why I'm at the gym a lot. That's why I'm doing my own shit. What do you change some of your negative aspects that you know? that are negative because i feel like everybody has negative aspects yeah. that sometimes they refuse to change at first but it's just more beneficial for Everyone. people you're around with yeah i mean i think i think one of my negative aspects is probably like well i don't give a lot of a shit and i really don't i don't care for as much as i used to mm. um and i think that's something i should change because i think I used to be a lot more caring than I am now. Um, but there's no but to it. I, I do want to change that. And I do want to yeah. be able to, I don't know. I, but yes, I would. If, mm. if if somebody pointed out like a negative aspect of me, then yeah, by all means, mm. I would love to change that. Um, but I, 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 honestly, I probably would be stubborn at the beginning. 100%. Yeah. 1,000%. I know who I am and I know... <laughs> I'm very stubborn in that aspect. I'm very hard-headed to understand. Um, but So what do you change that? Yeah. The stubbornness and the hard-headedness. Um, yeah, but it, it's hard. Because that's considered negative, right? Yes. And, yeah. And yes. And yes. I, I, feel like, I feel like you are stubborn at first, but then later on you understand. But I feel like you have to flip the script on, the, script on that, where you have to see where they're coming from immediately before you speak to them, before like they tell you something. Because I feel like, Maybe, and I've seen this other times too, like with other people, Yeah. like people talk to them and immediately they're just like kind of disagreeing with them or whatever. But then later on, they're like, okay, in their head, they're like, oh, I, I understand. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that applies to you, but maybe it might. No, I, definitely. I mean, I, I know I know I'm very stubborn in a lot of things, especially like, for example, it's, it's used. You're just stubborn at the start, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. very much so. But, but then like, afterwards, you have like good intentions. Let's let's say example of uh, the other night when um, you told me someone did something to you. Mm. And I immediately was full on pissed off and mm. ready to go fight someone. Um, but I don't understand their perspective either. Mm. And it's nothing against you because I'm trying to defend you in every yeah. aspect of the way. But... I'm sure you would understand if I tried understanding their position as well mm-hmm. and seeing what they, regardless of what they have to say, even yeah. if it's wrong, I should be able to try to understand their position as well. Mm. I think that's something I need to change because yeah. I do defend my that's friends. That's valid because seeing both sides of every situation is something I like to do. Yeah. Um, even if they're like my close friends or whatever, like yeah. it's better 
to point those like how we talked about earlier like pointing yeah. out what they did wrong too yeah um because obviously when when someone when a friend is emotional they're gonna be kind of more biased the stories they're gonna tell is more biased for their own yeah especially when it's talking to another close friend yeah um but then it's the other person's job to kind of point out like oh like where we're kind of where matter where you went wrong yeah in that situation and it's it's also too i think when it comes to me defending you or something in any scenario you have to be the person who's to be completely honest about yeah because as soon as you say something that's not correct and then i defend you on it it makes it makes me look stupid not only that but it makes me look like i'm doing something wrong as well yeah so don't get me wrong i don't think that situation would happen because i think you're very honest when anything happens but in that scenario yes 100 percent. i need to but that's the thing it's not every side of the story trust you that yeah. you're going to tell me honestly what happened or mm. anything or what you would like to do. But, yeah. like, same thing with, like, uh, when we were at the bar the other day where we – when um, our friend, yeah. you know, and he – this guy was being a dickhead to one of our friends. And I told one of our friends – I told our friend that, what do you want me to do? I'll go do it. You want me to beat his ass? I'll beat his ass. Like, I don't care. Just be honest with me. I will do what you want me to do. And regardless of – I didn't know any of the situation – I, I love that you care about him. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, of course I do. I mean, it's... honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see you guys get along no. before. I was like, I don't think they'll get along, but I'm glad you guys do. Yeah, no, because I love him. We, a lot. We definitely, he, he, he's definitely a character, and, hmm. but he's different, and it's nice. Yeah. Um, but like, I just it, hope you guys never argue because so you guys are both really stubborn. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the thing is, we both are open-minded to hmm. to understand we, each other. Yeah, to understand each other. So yeah. I don't think I don't think an argument like that would happen. Yeah. And. When I'm arguing, I I know how to argue. I think I can outbeat him. You can. I think so. So we should have like a not argument, but like more of a debate about something. About the vaccine. Yeah. Not with him. Because he. Because me and him, me and him have argued against other people in the past, and like that last summer, when the whole vaccine situation was going down. Yeah. Me and him have like had like arguments with other people about the vaccine. So I mean. We, for example, let me use this example because we had a, um, we used to have this group of friends who, um, they were really cool. Like we had like, so it's like me and my group of friends, right. That we have now. Hmm. And then we have uh, another group of friends that kind of just join on the games whenever we play. Like it was like, we had this whole group of gaming people and we, there was this, we had this thing of like the BLM, right. And then versus the, uh, ALM, you know, black lives matter versus hmm. all lives matter. And I know some of my friends who were on the ALM side and they were trying to understand it. And I, the other friends, BLM side. And, you know, there's two points of the perspective. But the thing is, my friends were trying to understand their side. Their side, they were just getting pissed off that they were just supporting one the, the other side. And that's what caused a rift in our friendship. And we don't talk to them at all anymore. Mm. And I'm very much of the BLM side, 100%. And I think people who say ALM is more of downplaying the BLM movement. Mm. But if they can't understand that factor of it, that it is downplaying it, then that's where the issue comes at hand. We have to try to not convince them, but help them understand Mm. that that's what it seems like to us. Yeah. And then for them, they have to convince us um, or help us understand that they believe that it's ALM. And that's okay. You can have your own perspectives on it. By all means, have your own opinions. But they are opinions. Yeah. They are not facts. Regardless. And I wish everybody had the mentality because cancel culture wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah. thing is, you have to try to have each perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, in Iowa, I had a situation where, you know, I was targeted, and and I'm not gonna go into detail about it. I, I don't think I can go into detail about it yet. But, um, and I just wanted people to understand my perspective on it. That's all I wanted, and I lost a lot of friends because of that. But that also showed me that those friends were not willing to understand, and they were not willing to try to think, and they already just believed one side rather than even just looking at my side. That's the thing I don't like, and I think a lot of people just need to be able to. And there's a lot of situations where you can't really pick sides. You need to try to understand both sides. Yeah. If we don't, if we can't try to understand both sides, we're never gonna get anywhere. Isn't it crazy how such a simple concept like understanding someone is just very difficult for a lot of people? But it's an ego thing. It's a yeah, lot of times an ego too. thing because people want to be right all the time, mm. and, and that's human nature too. Humans love being right. Yeah. And that's something where you just have to kind of set it aside, and especially when you care about someone. Yeah, it, and but that's the thing is, but like, it's then you have to go to the position of whether or not you care for your opinion to be right versus caring about someone mm. in the first place. Yeah. So which one should be balanced more? It should be the person you care for. Yeah. Regardless of their opinions, regardless of what they what who they support or whatever, especially with the Biden and Trump thing. Like, I told this multiple times. I have a lot of friends who, who are Trump supporters. I have a lot of friends who are Biden supporters, but. Oftentimes or not, in my eyes that I see, my, a lot of my people who are Trump supporters, they are open-minded to understanding the Biden. Yeah. But if my Biden friends, a lot of them are fully against anything that you say about Trump. I don't know enough politics to understand either party, but I also understand that I don't want them convincing me to do otherwise. I'm going to vote for whoever I want to I want to vote. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's why I hated when the it came along to voting because I felt so pressured to vote and I did not want to vote because I did not want someone in power to do something bad. Like for example, Biden, when he first got into office, he did this, uh, this raid on, um, this, uh, I don't know, this middle East country or whatever. And it killed a lot of innocent lives. And I'm like, why would I want that on my fucking shoulders that I voted for somebody like this? You know? And it's same thing. I'm not saying Trump didn't do the same thing. You probably did, but I don't know know Mm. about it, but it's like, that's why I didn't want to vote in the first place because then I would have that on my conscience that I voted for this motherfucker and he killed innocent lives. Yeah. And for regardless of the reason, innocent lives lost is something that, that's why I had this armband. What? Do you remember specific details about that? Wait, say that again? Do you remember specific details about Biden doing? Like I don't, I don't remember specifically about it, but I remember when I brought it up to my friends hmm. who are Biden supporters, they didn't believe that it was true. Yeah. And then I showed them that it was true that this happened, yeah. they were all in shock. And it's like, just by that I'm alone, before I even say it, they didn't trust me that this was right, which is understandable, have mm. some debatable, have some debate against it. But at the same time, like, then I showed them proof and then they just shut up. Yeah, There's no arguments, there's nothing. And I'm like, just be, you have to be open yeah. and honest, bro. And not that um, fucking hard. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, let's say, let's say you're full Mexican, right? Okay. And there's someone that's like really racist or say racist things about you. Yeah. Would you still want to, with anything that person says, would you still want to understand them or kind of just like fuck them? Um. And if then, they're full on racist. Yeah. Like racist towards me. Yeah. Or just racist in general. Racist well, towards both. you. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would want to understand why they were racist mm. and why they were against a. Uh, a specific, specific culture or whatever because that's but that but that's off my curiosity but what if it's just a pattern 
that they're point. just consistently racist, then yeah. no, then I wouldn't want to associate with them. And you wouldn't want to like listen to them or like kind of understand. I would. Or... I would listen to them and try to understand why they're racist, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't accept that because that's that's an ego thing itself. That you yeah. are defining that you are that your um, your race is better than someone else's. So you know why I have an understanding of people with especially the black community. Yeah. Um, of why they don't listen to or like view Trump's point of view about anything. Yeah. Because someone like Trump, if even Mexicans like. Trump says so much shit about yeah. Mexicans and Trump and yeah. or I mean BLM yeah. and everything. That's why I feel like more people are kind of more stubborn, but in a good way where it's like, oh, he's done so much wrong to affect people's race or culture or just in general. Yeah. Um, and not giving a fuck about the BLM movement, talking yeah. shit about it. Yeah. Um, that I feel like people might just like not give a fuck or, or like kind of not understand their perspective anymore because yeah. it's just like kind of the last straw about it like even like people with disabilities too trump has mocked that multiple times yeah um women the fucking the pussy thing yeah you know the other tapes that have come out about it so i feel like with people supporting trump um or i mean people not supporting trump and them not wanting to hear people's point of view on it it's just i feel like it's more understandable may like that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, because of the shit that he has said, it's like just less straws at that point. Um, I, for me, like, I still try to be open minded about everything, but I also not gonna like, um, or like I also understand people's point of view on that as well of not wanting to. No, I, th- and that's understandable. I think mm. people. My thing is with the Mexican. I'm Mexican. We, mm. I, my family all hates Trump pretty much, mm. but. I do have to agree that I don't want everyone in this country. Not necessarily because I don't want people to have freedom and stuff like that, but I also know that once a community, regardless of it's Mexican, if it's Canadian, wherever it's from, it's not it's not something I want here because the more people we have here, the harder the life is here for the rest of us. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're going to bring in drugs or anything. I'm more saying about the workforce. Like, you, we want to have, like, these, like, free school, free education, or have this. As we get more people into the country, that is not going to go down. That is going to go up and continue to go up. The housing is going to continue to go up. Everything will continue to go up. And it's not that I don't, I want these people who are having these horrible lives in Mexico and any other country to come here and have some sense of security. But it sucks because... We as a USA, as United States of America, that with the Statue of Liberty, we're known to have the freedom, quote unquote. Mm. But even when those people are in the country, that's the thing is, it, it's hard to fucking live here for them, too. Um, but I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that, that they we want to welcome anybody and everyone in. By all means, yes, it's a good idea for those people. I think for the people here, it's not just because it, it makes everything else harder for the rest of us. And... It's like the same thing with people going to L.A. Like, people moving into L.A. trying to find rich and... Uh, to become famous and everything. That makes L.A. That's why L.A. is so populated and so, like... No offense. Kind of disgusting. Mm. It's got a hole in the ozone, I'm pretty sure. Whatever. But gas prices are so high. It's cost of living is fucking nuts. Yeah. That's why you can't really live there unless you have, like, a really good, like, job. Mm. Or you are making some way. And by all means, people don't get there famous. By all means, you can do it. But at the same time, it's like 
I wish the countries would be better on their own as well. Mm. Like I wish Mexico wasn't so corrupt. But yeah. with cartels and all that stuff, it sucks. It sucks. I, that's why I'm very grateful that I, I live in this country and I was born here. And I was raised by a good mom and a good family. And it, a lot of people don't get those benefits. And that's why I take this life very gratefully. And I'm very glad that I came here or yeah. that I was, I was born here. Um, but I know, I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me on that. And that's okay. But I'm, can I hear your perspective on it? Um, I do disagree with you. Because okay. I mean, to a point, like I understand what you're saying. But um, I feel like there's both benefits and negatives to having more people here. Yeah. Maybe like having more people here will kind of speed up the workforce in in the sense of like more supply equals more job opportunities. Okay. Because um, obviously the more demand, the more supply yeah. people are, so it's more motivation. So it's more beneficial to the workforce. Okay. You know? Um, also like with, what's, what's the word? Like, with structural areas like cities like Phoenix and stuff, it'll motivate other cities or other cities that have nothing to build more stuff, to build more infrastructure um, for those people instead of just having nothing. Because there's a lot of land in the U.S. that is just like kind of really empty. Can, can I throw a counter argument? Mm. Now, to build build more land, build more populated cities. Now, what happens when we get into the realm when we build too much and we get into these Native American tribes? To these homes that are built by Native Americans, then yeah. those cause more conflicts, mm. and those make it even harder for them. But there's already laws protecting um, a lot of the like all the I don't know what, what's the word like. Uh, no, there's there's laws yeah. that protect them, but I'm saying as we bring more people into this country, mm. and I'm thankful that you're not getting heated, and that's why I appreciate it because yeah. this is what a no, conversation I is. Yeah, I, it's that's the way I see it because now it's like. There's going to be a limit. There will mm. be a limit to the land we can create that's not, you know, in the Native American uh, tribes or uh, wh wherever those are at. I'm not really sure all the laws about it. Mm. But that's how I see it is that, like, now, yes, we can build more stuff. Yes, we do this. But now, look, now we got more pollution and now we got more higher gas prices mm. and more housing that's going to be more expensive. And then, even then, you have to. We have to adjust to people's how do you say to people's lifestyles. It's very different. And then the cost of goods go up. The cost of everything else goes up. And what does the minimum wage stay at? Fifteen, the same. It's that um, that and don't get me wrong, I think the government did something else to hmm. amend that to say I think the minimum wage here is good. I, I hmm. don't doubt that. But like I know in other states, like in Illinois it's not that high. In Chicago it is. Chicago I think it's fifteen an hour. But like the suburbs, it's not. I think it's like eight twenty five or something. Yeah. It's crazy. But for people like living on those outskirts and stuff, then you're living in the cornfields. So you're living in Iowa and cornfields. You have to drive all the way to go somewhere else to get your gas or whatever and get goods and stuff. And then it just keeps raising and raising. That that's that's my issue on it, is that things will keep raising. I personally don't mind people coming here more because those people migrating here will have a more liberal mindset mm -hmm. so they'll vote if their citizens or get citizenship they'll vote more liberal because mm -hmm. liberals really want to kind of balance the inflation yeah. with but it's mainly republicans who vote against it because they mm -hmm. want people to be poor to struggle because then they get in debt and then they it just builds the whatever like their pockets yeah. more you know so that's why i also agree with people coming here because 
it's it's just it'll be a better change in the future. Yeah, like, I feel like um, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I maybe in the future um, it'll, it'll balance itself out. Um, in regards to the land stuff, I don't know if it's exponentially people coming to this country. It's more than people dying. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I can't really give my opinion on that because I don't know like the facts on that, but. If it's not exponential, then I feel like it, it'll be fine. Yeah, but when it when do we stop it? What do you mean? When do we stop people from coming in? I feel like it's never going to happen. Exactly. That's the way I see it. No. And I mean, again, I agree with you in that sense that I think people deserve better lives. And if they see a better life here, by all means, come and yeah. get it. It just... And I know the thing is I'm saying it that it's gonna raise prices and everything. I know that's not gonna affect me as bad. I'm just more concerned about the people who like, for example, my mom raised three of us, mostly single, and I know how hard it was for her. And it's just like if if there's another mom who didn't have the opportunities my mom had, mm. if my mom didn't get lucky, then what then? What struggle would have been in then? And now it's not even costing my mom's life it's called costing her children's lives that that's the aspect that's the way i see it but i also do agree with you when it comes to the competition when there's more people in this country more people would be motivated to do even bigger things for the country i think that's a significant i think that's Mm. one of the most significant points because but if there are other countries where they don't have the resources or the abilities to kind of do more to not just the country but the world Mm -hmm. then that's where maybe living here would be a lot and beneficial I, for... I, I think people... Oh, shit, I thought it hurt to me. I think people coming into this country have a such bigger drive mm. than most people who have it here. Yeah. As, I mean, damn well more than me. Like, people coming into this country and getting their degree, getting their stuff, getting going, they have a lot more of a drive to get shit done. Especially us Mexicans. We work our ass off. There's a joke. It's like, um, how many Mexicans take a... Can fix like oh shit they're done, you know. Yeah. It's like you know it's that that's what I love and that that's I think that's probably the a better point than any point I'm making. Um, I just wish it was easier and I wish the government mm. did more. But I also think the government is playing this basketball game where they don't want the other party to win at all because it puts more money in that party's pocket. Yeah, and that's why like with the whole um, the whole like stimulus check stuff, I was so pissed off of it because. We would wait to get a stimulus check, whatever. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say that I was struggling. I was on unemployment. I made a, a good amount of money for unemployment. And the stimulus, the people who needed the money, they were going back and forth. It wasn't the fact that they, they, they had the money. They just, one party wanted to add more things so they could get money for their other things. And that's why they wanted to throw mm-hmm. it in there. And then that party would have to revamp it and look at it and see it and then have to agree to that one but then they want to put more stuff in it because they put more stuff in it and it was a back and forth basketball game and that's why the stimulus check took forever to come out but when they did they did but then it's just so much to it that it's a back and forth game that the government is split up so disorganized and i i think a lot of times these the politicians are trying to make money majority of times. Mm. And it's unfortunate because it's the cost of the people here. Yeah. And that's why, that's the one thing I think people should more vote on is the people you're going into office. Maybe the president's one dude. The politicians are all the other people who are making choices. 
the yeah. president, in order to do a lot of the stuff, they need to run through the Congress, or the Congress and the Senate, mm. or is it Congress at a whole? I think, and it's the Senate and then the House of Representatives. Right? Yeah, they he still has to run it by them, and then even then, they can veto whatever he's doing or whatever. Yeah, he can veto whatever they're doing. Well, I don't really understand exactly how it works, but that's my assumption. Um, and that's I really think is the problem with this country is that we can't have a definitive group of people who are actually for the people. Yeah. But, you know, thank you. That was a good conversation. It was. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but, I, I'll never get heated with these type of conversations. Yeah. But you see, but other people do. And then yeah. the, when, when you bring your emotions into it, yes, it makes it more intense. But it's yeah. also like, I think once people bring their emotions in it, they lose track of what they're actually trying to gain. Not now, productive anymore. Now you're doing it based off of how you're feeling. And how you're mm. feeling is your opinions. Yeah. Not based off facts. Um, but yeah. I think that's good for this one. Yeah. We're going on a, a little over. Let's see. Let's see. Hour 24. Gang, gang. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in a bit. Peace out.